Good morning, saints of God. Oh, let's try that again. Good morning, saints of God. It is so good to see your faces this morning. We are here to celebrate the goodness of God. So let's all get on one page, on one accord. And we're going to start with our scripture, which will be Psalm 8, verses 1 through 9. If you're able, would you please stand with me? And I am reading from the King James Version. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens? Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visiteth him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands, Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. That's a hallelujah right there all by itself. Okay. Father God, we come to you this morning just praising your holy name. Father God, you are excellent. You are greater than anything that we have ever seen. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. And Father God, even today, you are showing miracles, not just during during, during the time of Jesus, when he opened the eyes of the blind, he brought the dead alive. But Father God, you brought the dead alive last Sunday on TV for everyone to view. Father God, you are still a miracle worker and we thank you. So those that did not believe in you, that still doubted you, Father God, you showed up. You showed up and we thank you. We thank you. Father God, I just ask right now that you show your spirit on everyone that's here this morning. Father God, we are all here for a purpose. You didn't wake us up this morning just so that we could come and have regular church. Lord God, you have a purpose for each and every one of us here. So if we don't know what it is, show us. Show us, Father God, in Jesus' name. Now, I just ask that you be with the pastor this morning, Lord God. Let him bring forth the word. Give us ears to hear the gumption, the umption to go out and do what it is that we are supposed to do. We are not to be pulpit members. So, Father God, touch our hearts. Touch our hearts this morning. And anyone that is here, Father God, that doesn't know you, <laughs> you're real. You are real. So thank you, Lord God. Thank you. And in all things, we give you glory, honor, 
majesty. Oh, Lord, you got it. Father God, you are everything we need in our lives. We don't have to look for anything else. So, Father God, I'm turning it over to the... To you, this is your service. We have a program, Lord God, and we don't have to follow it if you come and take over because you are in charge. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. How many of y'all are still celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. The Son of God is lifted high. Oh, glorious, wonderful. He's lifted high. It's a simple song. You know I want to teach it to you. You know I love when you sing to me. Let's magnify the Lord together. Hallelujah. The Son of God is lifted high. 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 Lift your hands and say, The Son of God is magnified. 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 So we lift our hands and
Come on, say, the Son of God is glorified. Say, the Son of God is glorified. The Son of God is glorified. Say, the Son of God is glorified. 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 Bye. 
favorite verse right here. Say my heart, yeah. My heart. My soul. My mind. My soul belongs to my you. My soul belongs to you. Oh, you paid the price for you me. You paid the price Just for, for me. me. Way back on Calvary. Way back on Calvary. That's why I praise you. I praise you. I lift you up. I lift you and up. And I Lift your voice. Because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up. I lift you up. I magnify your name. What a privilege and an honor Stand before your throne My heart Cause you've been so good Oh, you've been so good Oh, that's why my heart My heart is filled with I love you, Jesus I worship and adore you Let you know. 
spiritual blessing in heavenly places and he has seated us in heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are we are grateful just to be here we are God has kept us through another week there is not one single thing that we've needed that we've had to go without not one not one the proof of that is that you're sitting here right now. God has been good to us. And we bless his name. Welcome to everybody who's here in the sanctuary, to those who have chosen to gather in worship in this sacred space. We're glad that you're here, especially those who don't consider themselves a part of the Mount Calvary family, those who are visiting with us first time or otherwise we would love to see who you are and where you are if you don't mind and if you're able would you stand so we can see who you are visitors God bless you God bless you God bless you Mount Calvary make them feel welcome would you come on let's sing to them come on Let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near. 
Let me make a few observations. First of all, uh, someone handed me this uh, 2023 calendar and annual report um, from Montgomery County Board of Disabilities, uh, Development of Disability Services. And uh, if you open up to July of 2023 for their calendar, you will see a big old smiling face that belongs to us. That's Miss Tish, <laughs> who is their spokesperson. Congratulations. We're proud of you, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. They're smart. Good. Uh, we also have a card of thanks. Just can't thank you enough. It says, thank you for all your support. Thanks to Lady Chanel for the school supplies. Thank you to the Mount Calvary family for all your prayers, support, and donations. I am more than grateful. This comes from Dr. Linda Huggins and the Dayton School. Uh, she is one of our own, and, uh, and we're so proud. Dr. Huggins, whatever, whatever the need is, you have a church family who loves you and who's going to support the Dayton School, all right? God bless you. We also have a card of thanks. You give me so many wonderful reasons to thank the Lord. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you for your prayers. This comes from Sister Anna Jones, uh, who we prayed for last week, and she said, please keep praying for her. D'Angelo Yates, did I see you? Yes, sir. This church membership certificate is presented to D'Angelo Yates in recognition of his successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles him to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship. Congratulations, sir, and welcome officially. Yes, sir. You got any family with you today? Yes, sir, and all of us. Um, Mon Mrs. Monica Heflin, are you here? All right. Um, she wanted us to know, you know, she owns the Anointed Dance Academy. We're proud of her as well. Um, they are going to be in winter recital on January 28th. It will be at the downtown Dayton Library at 3 o'clock p.m. January 28th at 3 o'clock at the downtown library. You can get tickets at anointeddanceacademy.com, anointeddanceacademy.com. If you are in the, the prayer small group that is facilitated by Minister Tara, um, starting on January 8th, your new location is Third Perk Coffee House. That's at 146 East 3rd Street uh, in downtown. Third Perk Coffee House is your new location starting uh, this week. Today. Starting today. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you. 
Would you keep um, Sister Phyllis Wheeler and her family in your prayers? Her brother, James Thompson, passed this week. We don't have information on, uh, on the services yet, but keep your ear to the ground and certainly keep that family in your prayers. Uh, don't forget that this afternoon at 1 o'clock here at the church, we will celebrate the life of Brother Anthony Taylor, um, son of our beloved Deacon John Taylor and uh, brother of uh, Miss Karen and, uh, and Miss Mary Lewis and Miss Ann uh, and Deborah and the whole crew uh, <laughs> uh, today at, uh, at 1 o'clock here at the church. Uh, Miss Thelma Booker. I hear that you have a birthday on Wednesday. Somebody said you would try to sink into your seat. <laughs> She'll be 94 this Wednesday. God bless you and happy birthday. <laughs> uh, would you keep Sister Fela Bonner in your prayers as well? She has been admitted to Miami Valley Hospital. Uh, she is in ICU. They're not uh, allowing any visitors per the family, but would you add her to your prayer list. Also, Ms. Janet Norfleet, you can add her to your prayer list. She was in the hospital earlier this week, uh, but she is at home now. Praise God. I also got a text this morning. Um, Clay Allen, um, Doodle, most of us know him as, uh, he is in the hospital. He had to have surgery yesterday. Um, would you keep him in your prayers as well? De uh, Deborah Millian's brother and uh, Toyan's uncle James Hawkins he is in Grandview and the family has asked that we would join them uh, in prayer for him Men, uh, Deaconess Wortham is today your birthday <laughs> well happy birthday don't worry I'm not going to say a number <laughs> happy birthday to you enjoy your day enjoy. Um, the deacons will not be in the parking lot um, after service to, uh, to receive offerings. Um, for those who are, I apologize, e-congregation, I forgot to welcome you all, but uh, for those who would come and, uh, and bring your offering, you can do so anytime uh, that the church is open Monday through Friday from 10 to 6, uh, but the deacons will not be out collecting uh, or receiving, rather, those offerings. And speaking of deacons, I would like to invite up uh, Deacon Wortham and Deacon McClure. Would you all come this way, please, so everybody can see you? When deacons were first commissioned in Acts chapter 6, they were commissioned in response to something that was going on in the congregation. The congregation was growing to the size where there were some people being overlooked. The Greek-speaking widows were being overlooked as they were passing out food. And so the apostles, the church leadership, uh, told people to look out among them and find men who were of good report, who had a good reputation, who were full of the Holy Ghost, and wisdom um, to, to meet the needs in the congregation. And Mount Calvary Deacon Ministry is getting on track with what the Bible says a deacon is and should be. And that is all about congregational care. And so we have begun 
the deacon on duty and each month or deacons on duty each month two deacons will be on duty um, if you have some sort of need um, that that requires congregational prayer that requires the congregation to know it somebody's in the hospital uh, somebody has passed somebody's giving birth somebody's graduating um, you want this is your first line into the Mount Calvary nation and that is through our deacons on duty and this month our deacons on duty and I called them up because we don't have pictures yet but I want you to see who they are uh, Deacon Harvey Wortham and Deacon Malcolm McClure would you take this phone number down it is 937 and whoever is monitoring Facebook, you can put it in the chat if you would. 937-422-9849. And you can reach the deacon on duty. All right. Um, we are we're trying to figure out how to get into family deacon ministry. And this is, this is a great start. All right. I'm proud of the men that God has given here. Thank you, deacons. Thank you. Is Brother Craig Cunningham here? No, he's online. All right. Uh, if you see Brother Craig Cunningham or you run into him on Facebook, make sure you congratulate him and praise God with him. He is celebrating 22 years clean and sober this week. Annie Williams and Arthur Williams, wave y'all's hand, would you? They celebrated 25 years of marriage this week. Awesome. Alan Forte, where are you, ma'am? She's not here? All right. Um, then can I wait until she's here to do that? Or is she, is she looking? No, okay, I'll wait. How about Lamariante? He's here. All right, stand up, sir. Let's see. Lamariante is in the fourth grade at Westbrook Village. I've got his grades from a very proud family. Mathematics, A. English, A minus. Social studies, A. Science, A minus. Physical education, A plus. Music, A minus. I can't read that last one, Miss KK. It's cut off on my paper, but it's an A, whatever subject it is. Nicely done, sir. Good job. Keep up the good work. Uh, Janice Rice, many of you will remember her. She's uh, evangelist Betty Hill's sister uh, and Phyllis, Don, Mimi, and Reggie's aunt. She passed last night. Would you keep that family in your prayers. Um, Minister Stephanie, are you making an announcement for the women? All right, come on. You can do that. And then uh, Brother Craig in the music ministry is going to come and lead us further in worship, and we will continue our study in Matthew chapter 6.
Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation. Hey, I'm here to um, do the announcements for the women's ministry. And we just wanted you to know today, ladies, is the last day to purchase um, the tickets for Saturday, Saturday, January the 14th, our prayer breakfast. Now, your theme is dreams, visions, and goals. You're not too young. You're definitely not too old to have these things or to begin them. So this Saturday, we just want to help you, to equip you, to give you someone that you can talk to. We will have ladies here that have, that's living their dream, walking out their vision, and even starting goals. So we want you to be here with us, okay? Okay? Okay. Y'all hear that? So, so I, I just want to give one testimony just from being here at Mount Calvary, okay? At 40 years old, um, I spoke with the Lord, and I said, Lord, I have no vision. I, I have no dream. Um, matter of fact, I have nothing to leave my children's children. That's scripture. A year and a half later, I started my first business. Not only did he bless me with my business, he had blessed me to be a blessing to others. So within those dreams, visions, and goals that we gonna, a lot of us going to start this year and have already started, we're going to get the boost that we need. We're going to get prayers that we need. We're going to be equipped this Saturday, ladies. So I need you to meet me in the back. Meet me in the back. Amen. To get your spot. All right. Tickets are $15 and it starts at 1030. Okay. Here in the atrium. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Lord, on behalf of the majority of people in this room, I apologize. I didn't bring in the new year right. 1202. The football game. The kick that didn't go through happened around 1202. So I, it messed me up messed a lot of us up all week today I mean all week this week I, uh, I'm an advisor at the Central State University and um, I kept messing up every time I was signed a date I didn't put 2023 so I've been sitting here thinking about how good God has been to me and all the things that he brought me out of and brought me through and brought me to this year so we share a, a testimony, and this testimony says, So glad I made, I made it through, in spite of the storms and rain, heartache and pain, I'm still alive, declaring, I made it through. 
church I didn't lose experience loss at a major cost but I never lost faith in you so if you see me cry it's just a sign that I'm still alive thank you Jesus I have some scars but I'm still alive in spite of calamity God still has a plan for me and it's working for my good and it's building this testimony so glad, so glad I made. this is your testimony come on stand and sing with me I made it through in spite of the storm and rain in spite of the storm and rain heartache and pain, heartache and pain. I'm still alive today y'all still alive declaring I made it through. I made it through oh I didn't lose I didn't lose experience loss at a major cost experience loss at a major cost but I never lost faith but in you I never lost faith oh, in you so glad I made so glad it. I made it I could have lost my mind I made it through in spite of the storm and rain in spite of the storm and rain Experience loss at a Experience loss at a major call. But I never lost faith but in I you. But I never lost faith in you. Oh, so glad I made it. Hallelujah. So glad I made it. Think about it. I made it through. I made it Oh, so glad I made See, people don't know your story. They don't know what you've been through. So glad I made it. If it wasn't for the Lord on your side, I made it through. If it wasn't for the Lord on your side, I made it through. Oh, oh so glad I made it. So glad I made so it. So glad I made it.
thank God for his grace would you oh to be kept by Jesus let's get into our study you'll see how it ties in to what you just got finished singing Matthew chapter 6 two verses today verses 11 and 12 give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Say those two verses with me, would you? Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Matthew 6 verses 11 and 12, you may be seated. We have been studying over the last several weeks what is traditionally called the Lord's Prayer or sometimes called the Model Prayer. I actually prefer to call it the Model Prayer because it isn't necessarily Jesus' prayer because of verse 12. He would never have a need to say forgive us because he never sinned. Right? He lived a sinless life although he died a sinner's death. So we've been studying the model prayer because we want the Holy Ghost to teach us 
so that we can become a people of fervent, effectual, availing prayer. James 5.16 from the Message Bible puts it like this. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. So we are rediscovering prayer as Jesus taught it because prayer as Jesus taught it, not as we've been hoodwinked into believing, but prayer as Jesus taught it, hear me please, is all about submission to God. I'm not praying to make God know what I want so he can do it. Jesus says earlier in this chapter, your father already knows what you need before you ask him. I told us last week, prayer is not about handing God our shopping list. It's not about providing him with a list of demands. It is not to line God's will up with ours. It is to line our will up with his. God doesn't need us to tell him what to do. We need him to tell us what to do. Prayer is ultimately about submission to Almighty God. That's why Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day what we need for this day. It is my prayer that we are coming to understand the true nature of prayer. And as we continue today, forgive us and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I want to deal with this for a little while and preach from this subject, which may not make sense at first, but hopefully by the time we get to the end of the study, it will be clear. I want to preach from this subject, I forgive you and thank you. Say that with me, please. I forgive you and thank you. Uh, there are really just two movements in this text. If we were outlining it, we would have an A and a B, a one and a two. Uh, the first is the petition. That's number one, the petition and forgive us our debts. Stop right there. And forgive us our debts. We cannot overlook the word and, which ties words, phrases, and clauses together, serving as a connector of sentences which are meant to be presented together. Give us this day our daily bread and Jesus says we need to ask God for what we need daily, but that's not all we need to ask him for. We need our daily bread, but that's not all we need. We need bread to survive, but that's not the only thing we need to survive. And, right? Bread is a necessity of life, but so is forgiveness. In essence, Jesus is saying, using that, three, that little three-letter word, and Jesus is saying, yes, ask God for today's essentials. You need clothing. You need shelter. You need food. You need water. But you also need forgiveness. That's a necessity of life. Because um, I don't 
really care how well you dress it up whether you're in sweatpants right now or a shiny robe let me tell you when you know you have really messed up that you blew it that you missed the mark as much as you need clothing as much as you need shelter and food and water you also need forgiveness and forgive us that's the petition forgive us our debts now I don't want to get in any trouble today but the first part of the verse carries with it a couple of implications the first implication is that there are debts and the second implication is that we all have them number one there are debts number two everybody's got them when the Bible says debts here it's not referring to financial obligations it is not referring to money at all it is referring to unrighteousness to sin to wickedness to disobedience let me see if I can explain it God is a holy God he is as a matter of fact the holiest of holies there is no imperfection in him at all there is no he cannot sin he has no flaws he makes no mistakes he is incapable of error and he has given us his word his law his precepts the bible he has given us rules to live by check this out please and any deviation shout any any deviation from what he has determined is the right way to live is sin and you see because God made us because God provides for us he sustains us it's in him that we live and move and have our being we owe him something and the something we owe him is to live like he says is right are y'all still with me what we owe him since he is responsible for giving us life is to live that life according to how he says we should live it and that is in absolute and practical holiness and righteousness y'all do hear the blessed quietness because that's a scary thought but that's why he says in first peter chapter 1 starting at verse 14 but as he who called you is holy so you be holy in the way you live right because it is written you be holy because i'm holy that's what we owe him to live holy to live perfectly are y'all with me is there anybody in here anybody who has done that all of your life anyone anyone who's never made a mistake please raise your hand we'd like to honor you this morning anybody who's never done anything wrong you've never messed up you've never done anything you listen you have done everything according to the word of God 
no not one of us then we have come up short of what we owe and we haven't paid what we owe and that is the definition of debt the first implication is there is debt now we've proven that now let's look at the second implication which actually we've already proven as well the second implication is that we all have this debt we already established it a few weeks ago that throughout this entire prayer lesson Jesus he uses terms like we and us and our right this entire prayer deals with all of us and the fact that nobody in here raised their hand in seriousness says that you <laughs> proves that we all have a debt to be forgiven as a matter of fact, I know it's the truth because Romans 3.23 tells me that all have sinned, that's the past, and come short, that's the present, of the glory of God. I don't mean to upset anybody today. Don't worry, we'll get to the good news in just a minute. But everybody needs to hear this. According to 1 John 1.8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And that's from the pulpit to the choir stand to the back wall. We all have some issues. Now, we try not to make a practice of sin. We don't make a habit of sin because it's not who we are anymore. I know I'm right. If any man or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. I'm a saint, not a sinner. And when I sin, I'm acting like who I'm not. We don't walk in disobedience. But sometimes, let me, let me talk for Sam, sometimes I blow it. Sometimes I miss the mark. Sometimes I sin against my loving, compassionate, but holy God. Forgive us our debt. Now, that word forgive in the original, I'm almost done, in the original text, it literally means, check this out, to let go, to give up, to keep no longer, to release, to separate. In other words, Father, release us from the debt we owe you. God, let it go. Please don't hold on to that debt any longer. Separate us from the debt. Unshackle us from it. Untie us from our mistakes. Don't associate us with what we did. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us our debts. And saints, isn't it good to know that we have the assurance that because of Calvary, because of what Jesus did at Calvary, because he paid the debt, when we ask him, we are forgiven. That's good news. His word says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that good news? In his forgiveness, there is cleansing. It's like the parent saying to the child, I forgive you for messing yourself, but I know that you can't clean yourself. So not only will I forgive you, 
but I will clean you up and put you another diaper on because I know what's coming. His forgiveness includes cleaning up. But not only is there cleansing in his forgiveness, but Jeremiah 31, 34 tells us there is forgetfulness in there too. He says, I will forgive their sins and remember them no more. Isaiah 43, 25 says it too. He blots out our transgressions and will remember them no more. You all know what Psalm 103 says. As far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed our transgressions from... I'm really surprised there ain't nobody shouting yet because God won't hold your sins over your head and that's shout worthy. That which he has forgiven you for. He won't keep bringing it up to you. He's not like us. Because we will forgive you, but we're going to remember it forever. <laughs> we'll forgive you, but as long as I live. Is there anybody in here grateful that God has forgiven your past? And when you confess it, he forgets it? When we, when we admit it, he releases us from it. When I own it, he expunges it. When I acknowledge it, he frees me from it. When I come clean about it, he cleans me up. That's good news. Our God is a forgiving God, and that's worthy of at least a thank you, Jesus. forgiven I'm forgiven I wish verse 12 stopped right there I wish that was the whole request I wish that what was the end of the verse uh, and forgive us our debts amen close the Bible sit down <laughs> But that's not all that's in this verse. In the first part of the verse, we find the petition, and forgive us our debts. But in the remaining part of the verse, we find the condition. Here it is. As we forgive our debtors. Go ahead. You can roll your eyes. Forgive us our debts as. Stop right there. Just two letters, A-S, one of the shortest words in the English language. But it has a big meaning. To the same extent, to the same degree. Forgive us our debts to the same extent as we forgive our debtors. <laughs> oh father forgive us our sins against you as we forgive those who have sinned against us forgive us what we owe you as we forgive those who owe us release us from what we've done to you 
as we release those who have really done stuff to us let go God let go of how we have offended you as we let go of how others have offended us Lord since I've wronged you treat me like I treat those who have wronged me father since we've done you wrong do to us what we want to do to the people who have done us wrong how dare I got to stay pastoral. <sighs> I went looking for a loophole. I figured if I dig deep enough, I'll find one. Look at the Greek words for forgive. You know what I found? The same word that's used talking about God forgiving us is the exact same word used to talk about us forgiving others so that didn't work then Jesus just a few verses later probably because the disciples reaction was about the same as mine he says in verse 14 if you forgive men their trespasses just to be clear then your heavenly father will forgive you verse 15 but if you don't forgive then your father will not forgive you let's be clear because there's no other way to put it God expects that same forgiveness that we receive from him is the same forgiveness that we will give to others that the same forgiveness we shout about is the same forgiveness we will extend to others the same forgiveness we get when we don't deserve it is the same forgiveness we are willing to give when they don't deserve it. Anybody want to be free today? Any? Let me ask it differently. Does anybody in here need the Lord to forgive you? <laughs> then the follow-up question is, are you ready to learn how to forgive? I won't go into any details, but I can't tell you how many calls I received this week talking with church members going through I thought God you sure got a sense of humor that this is the week of all weeks that we got to talk about forgiveness alright well let's get it first of all recall what we've learned about the Lord's forgiveness 
First of all, that word means to let go, to give up, to keep no longer, to release. May I tell you, that is not an automatic response. Let me say it again. It is not an automatic response. That is an act of the will. I choose to let something go. I choose to give up something. I choose to release something. It doesn't just happen. It starts with a choice. That may be where many of us need to start today. God, I don't know how to do this, but I'm choosing to let go of the debt, the legitimate debt that I feel like they owe me. That's, that's not automatic. That's not automatic, brothers and sisters. Now also remember from what we learned just a few minutes ago about God's forgiveness that he blots out our sins and remembers it no more the same way we're supposed to forgive. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. You are going too far. You are going too far because I will make the choice even though I don't quite understand it. I'll make the choice to forgive but if you're telling me that I need to forget it, you're going too far. It is impossible for me to forget what they did. I'll never forget how she hurt me. I will never forget what he did to me. I'll never forget how they made me feel. I will never forget that. And if that's all you got, Pastor, then you might as well say the benediction because I'm out. Just stay with me for a minute, would you? Because I checked out what God said in Isaiah 43. And in the Hebrew text, the word remember literally means to call to mind, to bring to remembrance, to cause to remember, to record, to make a memorial. So what God is saying there is that when I forgive their sins, of course I know what they did and I will always know it. But I won't bring it up. I won't call it to mind. I won't make a memorial of it. And for too many of us, we have made memorials in our minds of what someone did to us. We have rehearsed it so many times. We have become addicted to the adrenaline that is released when we think about it. But the choice to forgive is the choice to say, I'm taking down all memorials that I have made to that event. It may come to my mind. It may pop in my mind, but I choose not to call it to mind. And when it comes, I will do my best with the help of the Holy Ghost not to dwell on it. 
Peace. Pastor, how am I supposed to do that? Practice. Out of all the practice that we've had dwelling on the past, don't you think we're going to need some practice in letting stuff go? Especially when you feel like the burden, pardon me, the unforgiveness is legitimate because they really did it and you deserve to feel like you feel. Yes, you do. But this is too important because we need the Lord's forgiveness and if, and if the Bible is right and it is, we have to forgive others to get it. We can't move on to what's next shackled to what has been. We will never grab hold to what God has for us if we're still carrying the burden of what somebody did to you. I, I said I wasn't going to do this today and I apologize in advance. I'm only going to do it once. But would you look and tell somebody who's sitting close to you, don't let your history keep you from your destiny. What God has for you is too important for you to be holding on to some mess that already happened. You need God to forgive you and you need to forgive them. Because can I tell you the truth? Your history is what's propelling you to your destiny. May I remind you that the title of today's message is I forgive you and thank you. Because it's some of the foolishness that you had to endure that has made you, I'm trying to finish, who you are. Y'all remember the story of Joseph the dreamer. I'll, I'll say this and I'll sit down. His brothers, his brothers hated him because his father loved him so much and because God gave him dreams about how they would all have to bow down to him they hated him even more as a matter of fact they hated him enough to throw him in a well and sell him into slavery but God was with him even in that slavers took him to Egypt where he ended up in the house of a man named Potiphar but God was with him and he was such a good servant that Potiphar put him in leadership in the household Potiphar had a wife and she really liked Joseph. She tried to push herself on Joseph, but Joseph refused her advances and so she lied and said that he tried to rape her. 
So Joseph went to prison, but God was with him in the prison. While he was in prison, he met Pharaoh's cupbearer and Pharaoh's baker who had ended up in prison and Joseph interpreted some dreams for them. The baker ended up losing his life, but the cupbearer was spared and restored to Pharaoh's house. And one night when Pharaoh was having a troubling dream, the cupbearer remembered there was a guy he was in prison with named Joseph who could interpret dreams and Joseph was taken from the prison to interpret Pharaoh's dreams and he warned Pharaoh that there is a famine coming and he told Pharaoh what he had to do to avoid disaster and his advice was well received it happened Pharaoh made him second in charge of all Egypt once the famine arrived there was more than enough food stored away to feed many people and so people came from all around to get food there in Egypt and wouldn't you know it Joseph's brothers and family came to Egypt because they were looking for food in the famine and Joseph was second in charge he was the one they had to go to and when they came to him he recognized them but they didn't recognize him they didn't recognize him because he wasn't the same person as he was <laughs> when they did him wrong let me cut on across the field <laughs> Joseph was reunited with his family he was able to do good to them even though they mistreated him because he said what you meant for evil God meant it for your good if you wouldn't have sold me I wouldn't have ended up in Potiphar's house if I hadn't ended up in Potiphar's house I would never have met Mrs. Potiphar and if I hadn't met Mrs. Potiphar I would never have ended up in prison and if I hadn't ended up in prison I wouldn't have met the king's cupbearer and if I hadn't met Pharaoh's cupbearer I wouldn't have met Pharaoh and interpreted his dream and if I hadn't interpreted his dream then I wouldn't have been made second in command of all Egypt so I forgive you and thank you all I'm saying is it may not have been good while it was working but it was working for your good I've come today to tell you as a messenger of God you might as well forgive them because they just helped to make you who you are you might as well forgive them because if they hadn't mistreated you you wouldn't be as strong as you are now I've got one more example can I tell you about my Savior? Jesus! When he was hung up on that cross, that's why he could say, Father, forgive them. They whipped me. Forgive them. They beat me. 
forgive them they put a crown on my head of thorns but forgive them they put nails in my hands but forgive them they put nails in my feet but forgive them they crucified me but forgive them because they don't know what they're doing they think that I'm down for the count they think that they're getting rid of me they think that they're taking my life they think that this is the end but forgive them Lord because they don't know what they're doing this is just a three-day setback for a Sunday morning comeback and the record is early on Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand in other words what they meant for evil God meant it for good if there was no crucifixion there could be no resurrection if there were no wounds I'd still be in my transgressions if there were no bruises my iniquities would not be forgiven if there were no stripes there would be no healing if there was no Friday night there'd be no Sunday morning what they meant for evil God meant it for good what they meant to bury you God meant it to boost you what they meant to eliminate you God meant it to elevate you what they meant to ruin you God meant it to raise you what they meant to strangle you God meant it to strengthen you what they meant to tear you down God meant it to build you up so you can say I forgive you and thank you somebody you need to send a text right now that says I forgive you <laughs> and thank you somebody you need to respond to your inbox and say I forgive you and I thank you somebody you need to write a letter and say I forgive you and I thank you because I'm moving on I'm done I Anybody coming to that conclusion today? I am moving on. I'm, I've been shackled to that long. I'm moving on. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I'm gone. Enough is enough. 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 I'm moving.
Is anybody grateful that God has given you that opportunity? availing prayer if we don't deal with the issue of forgiveness All right. that's a choice it's not a one day event 
right? It's not a one-time choice. You got to choose it every time it comes to your mind. Okay. Do you hear what I'm saying? All right. Practical. Practical. Release it. Let it go. God did not bring you this far for you to get stuck right here. You got a destiny to move to. Okay. All right. Do you get it? Then why don't you clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you. Watch your blood pressure go down and your sleep at night be sweeter. Watch, watch him, watch him do it, watch him do it, watch him do it. If you are here and you are not sure that you're saved, if you're not in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, I have good news for you. Here it is. God loved the world so much. That's everybody without one single exception. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, his unique one-of-a-kind son, that's Jesus the Christ. And he did that so whosoever believes in him, that's anybody, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Check this out. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world through him might be saved. That is good news. If you're breathing today, you haven't gone too far, you haven't done too much, and you are not too dirty, you can get it right with God today through Jesus Christ. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says you shall be saved. If you're here and you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, would you raise your hand? Somebody will come and explain to you how you can be saved. If you're in the building, raise your hand. If you're watching online, you can be saved today. Put it in the chat. Send us a direct message, however you do it. Somebody's monitoring right now. And they'll contact you shortly and tell you how you can be saved and know it today. If you're breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, you can't get it right without him. You can't get it right without him. That's the first call. Second call is this. You are here, you're saved already, you know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know that the Lord wants you in this place as your church home. If that's you, would you come now? Or I'm sorry, we, we don't do that anymore, do we? Raise your hand, somebody will come to you. If you're here and you know the Lord wants you here in this part of his family, we're just a part of his family but if God wants you here we need God bless you ladies we need you here so that God so that we can be all God has called us to be if that's you raise your hand somebody will come to you now if you're at home 
you're driving in your car wherever you are and you know the Lord wants you to be a part of the Mount Calvary Nation send us a message put it in the chat somebody's watching right now and they will call you shortly so that you can become a part of this part of the Lord's family those two calls if you're not sure you're saved or if you know the Lord wants you here raise your hand or if you're at home put it in the chat family let's thank God for those who are giving their lives to Christ even now and for those who are coming to be a part of the Mount Calvary family good you collect yourself over there okay come on Sometimes we do things, we say things to someone and we don't know that it hurts them. If I have said anything to anyone in my family or if I have done anything that you didn't like and yet hurt you, please forgive me. Sometimes people hurt us and we don't know it and they don't you know they just stop speaking we are a family if we speak to no one else when we come in here or when we see each other in the grocery store or whatever hi you're my sister you're my brother we go to the same church but not just the church we are a Christian family so don't ever be too that you can't tell someone I forgive you or will you please forgive me I had to say that Lord I have some work to do when I get home Whew. it is offering time that's what I'm supposed to do right now we have three ways of giving for those that don't know one is givelify you download the app, follow the instructions. It's just that simple. The second one is Cash App, dollar sign, M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. But what has been happening, you've been doing Cash App, but they don't really know who's giving it. So even though you may have your own little sick, you know, your symbols or whatever, please put your name in the comment so that the church will know who gave. The third way is text to give. The phone number is on the screen. If you don't know it, you can write it down. But you can always give by cash, check, put it in an envelope. And just remember that the deacons will not be in the lobby or outside anymore so if you need to mail it send it in you can do it by mail or bring it and drop it off to the church and it'll gladly be taken the 
other thing is after the benediction, please remain seated and the ushers will direct you out. And they're asking, still asking, do not congregate in the, in the lobby area. I know sometimes it's hard. You see someone you haven't seen in a long time. Hi, how are you? Just shoot on out the door. Okay. If we can stand for the benediction, please. What a day, what a day, what a time, what a time we have had today. Whew. I feel lighter. I don't know about you. <laughs> the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. And he is so gracious to us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us peace this day and forevermore. And we all say, Amen. Have a blessed week. Just look up